I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Hey, Mr Binks, you know you've got a very long nose. Well, that's going to make you very unpopular for many advertising campaigns that love to use flat-faced breeds like Bulldogs and Frenchies to sell all sorts of different products. This is bad news as it encourages people to take these dogs on without understanding many of their inherent health issues. That's why we're jumping on Zoom to speak to Roisin Bulger, veterinary surgeon at the Blue Cross, who since 1897 have been helping animals. And we're going to be talking about their new petition called End the Trend to hopefully stop dogs being used in advertising campaigns. Hi, Roisin. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Hi, Anna. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, really good, really good. It's very blustery and quite wintry out there today. But um, yes, it's so kind of you to join me on A Dog's Life to talk about, you know, the Blue Cross's latest campaign, which of course relates to brachy breeds. Explain what this is. So the campaign that we're running at the moment is called End the Trend. And really, we're trying to raise awareness amongst companies um, and try to get them to pledge not to use brachycephalic breeds in their advertising anymore. So a brachycephalic breed is, is really a dog, a cat or a rabbit that's been bred to have a very short face. So breeds that people would be familiar with would be pugs, French bulldogs, Persian cats. And unfortunately, although people think these breeds are very cute, um, they do have serious health impacts on the animals. So we're hoping that by appealing to companies to reduce the use of these images, that we can hopefully reduce the appeal of these animals. Absolutely. The thing is, what we've seen, isn't it, uh, Roisin, really, over the past decade, maybe a bit longer, is how dogs have become popularised, you know, on TV and print, you know, whether it's puppies selling loo rolls, which we, we're all very familiar with, but, you know, it's gotten to loads of miniature Daxhounds are everywhere as well, promoting products. But yes, you're absolutely right. That classic kind of uh, British bulldog look is something how supposed to sell product yeah yeah they have become hugely popular and I think the the reason with the brachycephalic breeds in particular is is that sort of baby-like attributes they have you know the wide eyes the big face you know the wide smile it it appeals to people because they it pulls on the heartstrings it makes them look like a like a human baby um Mm. and and obviously that that helps with advertising it catches the eye it, it gets people's attention but the problem is you know we're promoting a breed that really or or, our breeds that really are are quite unhealthy Um, and we're not doing the animals any favors by continuing to fuel the demand for these types of breeds because the increased demand is leading to an increase in in really unscrupulous breeding and people who are putting profit before welfare And, and that's where it becomes a big problem because a lot of these animals really aren't having very nice lives. 
No, absolutely. Well, you alone at the Blue Cross have seen just in the last couple of years over 5,000 brekkie pets come in, you know, for help from a veterinary perspective. Yeah, a huge increase. You know, even if we look back over the last, you know, four or five years, the numbers are, are exponentially rising. And and I think it's a sign that people are taking on these animals and not realising the health complications that they can come with. Um, you know, at the Blue Cross, we, we are a charity and, and and we're always very happy to, to help animals. But certainly, you know, there is a huge um, financial implication, too, for, for people. You know, these animals require a lot of care if they have, you know, lifetime diseases with their or problems with their airways or their skin or their spines. You know, these can be very, very um, expensive animals to manage as well. Um, so, it, you know, it, it works both ways. I think I think people are, are unaware of the not only the health complications, but also the financial commitment for themselves for taking on these breeds no for sure for sure and yes of course you know we've seen actually a lot lately about highlighting puppy smuggling and trafficking you know it's at disproportionate levels now there's a program um, on the BBC called Spotlight highlighting that dogs now are better value for, for the unscrupulous than drugs and four French bulldogs being a bracky breed apparently can uh, fetch you £40,000 um, in London you know which is apparently more than a kilo of cocaine so you can see why these breeds are being pushed out being pushed out on the internet and obviously due to lockdown and this huge pandemic puppy boom wrongly people are now thinking it's normal to buy a puppy over the internet routine and these puppies as you say haven't been bred by the the best people more often than not and it's leading to this massive vicious circle really yeah completely yeah yeah it's 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 a supply and demand issue you know ultimately yeah. and, and 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 the more demand there is you know the more supply is going to meet it you know the prices have skyrocketed for for animals particularly over lockdown you know you could just on an average French bulldog could cost about six thousand pounds now you know mm. um which which really is a, a huge amount of money even even to begin with without thinking how much you'll spend on it for the rest of its life but it it is the problem and it and it has meant that people who have no experience in breeding animals who have no real you know passion or or genuine interest in animal welfare and 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 breeding for the right reasons you know we're we're not against breeders here we we certainly are are, are very pro responsible and and careful breeders um but the problem is is because the demand is now so high we are just getting so many inexperienced and to be honest unscrupulous breeders who who really are just putting profit before welfare absolutely but you know it is true isn't it that you know, over time, I think we've Disneyfied um, certain breeds because you look back um, at fine art, which I really love to reference the golden era, you know, and you've got Hogarth's wonderful self-portrait um, of a pug. We have him with his pug called Trump, unfortunate name, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that was a brilliant etching, you know, and, and his pug that was from China originally uh, brought over at the, in the tea trade definitely didn't look anything like a pug does today so you know this is man-made yes it is yeah yeah I mean a lot of these animals you don't you don't have to look back you know that far we have pictures from you know Victorian era era 100 years ago where these animals look significantly different you know the breeds did exist but they were significantly different they definitely had longer noses they were more fit for purpose they're um 
general sort of body condition, you know, how slim they were and their proportions were, were much more different than they are now. We, we have very much selectively bred them to be squishy and pudgy and and and, and more flat faced than they ever should have been. Um, and, and that does lie with us. You know, there certainly are good breeders out there. There are, there are people who are trying to encourage the breeds to be healthier. You know, you can we can go the other way. We can selectively breed animals that don't have, you know, significant breathing issues. We can breed animals that don't have eye problems, that don't have skin disease that they're going to pass on to their to their puppies or kittens. So, you know, work can be done to improve the health of this breed, but you need responsible and committed breeders to do it. The 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 just for profit um puppy farms, they're not interested, you know, and, and that and that's the problem. And that's where we have to to look and 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 try to reduce the demand for these puppies and also to educate people to know where to go to buy a puppy or a kitten and, and the sort of questions and things to look out for when they're doing it. Absolutely. You know, and I, I always do sort of suggest that people look at the Kennel Club Assured Breeders Scheme, uh, as I think that's really a go-to place where breeders do have to mandatorily health test and I believe these people are so passionate about their breeds still you know but unfortunately they're a minority in terms of the supply chain now when you see so many puppies just being um, farmed in Eastern Europe or you know in, in Ireland and, um, and and shipped over you know but um, yeah it is it is a shame I think for first-time owners as well and understanding the limitations of taking on a bracky breed like a pug or a Boston, particularly, you know, in, in the heat, because they so overheat, don't they, Rasheen, so quickly? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, you know, it's very difficult for, for them to, to really sort of function and do the normal doggy things or catty things. You know, you know, if you're a family with young children, you know, you're going to want your dog to be in the park, running around, playing football, chasing balls, going for long walks at the weekend. And, and these, you know, a lot of these pugs and Frenchies just aren't built for that level of exercise. So you're actually, you know, from, from a human perspective you're not getting from your dog what you want from your dog um and, and they're also not living their life probably to its to its full either you know heat is very difficult on them you know even in a, a, a relatively average british summer's day we would always advise people not to walk these dogs in the middle of the day to keep them cool to keep them in the shade not to overexert them because we do see an awful lot of heat stress and respiratory distress during the summer months in particular um which can be fatal and and again you know it, it seems ridiculous to think that you couldn't take your dog for a 25 minute walk in the middle of summer but that's the reality that some of these breeds are facing and for the the bracky breeds with other dogs some dogs you know that aren't desensitized to meeting a flat-faced dog or a dog without a tail like a frenchie or a boston you know they they have trouble communicating to their own kind yeah that's right and the Blue Cross Behaviour Department actually has uh, has done a little bit of, of of research in that area too, and they 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 agree that the you know dogs rely very heavily on body language, um, how they move their tail, how they position their bodies, how they you know look at each other and move their eyes and their faces, etc. And you know if you don't have what would be considered a sort of a normal dog anatomy, they've become very difficult to read each other, um, and you can get behaviour issues from that. You know these animals can be sometimes you know picked on. Or or maybe you know maybe see you know not as seen as not as friendly from other dogs purely because they're they're uncertain of their behavior so it, it you know it can lead, lead to a lot of problems in that area too 
Yeah, absolutely. Not not least as well, because, you know, Frenchies, they are bulldogs, um, you know, originally quite mm-hmm. sort of stub- bred to be stubborn, standing their ground. Sometimes they're not the easiest breeds to train, which doesn't help. Similarly with the Boston, hugely energetic, but difficult to focus. So first time owners, particularly perhaps, have got so many issues on their hands. A difficult to train dog, a dog that can't breathe very well, a dog that can't speak in dog very clearly to their own kind all adds up to a recipe for quite a disaster yeah it's it's, it's certainly not 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 an ideal combination you know don't get me wrong these dogs have you know they have lovely personalities and and we're not we're not you know we're not wanting to come down too too heavy on them in regards to we understand why people want them as part of their families but I think it's 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 the awareness you know I, Mm. I think we're not aware of all these problems and we're not aware of like you say when when people take them on board of the level of training the level of um sort of health implications that are going on and and the financial implications too you know a lot of these animals require regular visits to the vets um some of them have to go on lifelong medications for various conditions some may need extensive surgeries which are you know are both high risk but also um expensive um and i think a lot of people just are shocked sometimes when they face the reality of how much these animals are going to cost and the level of commitment that they're going to have to give just to really give them a a reasonable quality of life yeah yeah no i know and and so you know these brands that are using dogs i it it pains me rasheen whether it's a frenchie or a labrador really i i feel you know this popularization on television and um you know on the underground you see all these big posters and dogs are selling everything now aren't they from insurance to cars to sofas to loo roll um to garden furniture you name it um, you need a dog to sell it. <laughs> yeah, they, they're everywhere. They're absolutely everywhere. And, and that's what's normalizing sort of these animals as being common, you know, and, and popular and fashionable. Um, our, our actual campaign at the moment is in, is designed around this type of advertising. We have Sort of big billboards with these animals on it selling various things music and telephones but we have huge warning signs on them saying that the side effects include breathing difficulties eye disease skin disease spinal abnormalities joint disease you know that these are big these are big side effects that people aren't aware of when they're when they're buying these products in their eyes we you know we call them animals of course but I think companies do have to take a little bit of responsibility for how much they are making them appear to be to be normal and and to be healthy and to be desirable where actually we're trying to educate these companies that these animals do have a lot of problems and they're not for everybody and they're not necessarily living fantastic lives and perhaps they should choose either a different animal or or, or a different a different product completely to to use for their advertising yeah yeah it's that cute factor isn't it that eye-catching look that everyone's you know competing for and it seems now you know as we're hopefully coming out of the pandemic but it seems to me that almost the face of dog ownership has kind of shifted Rasheen I don't know what you think of this I mean everyone was expecting this massive turnout of dogs to go into rescue you know post lockdown one really but that still hasn't totally happened and 
And what seems to be happening is dogs are being resold online, you know, that and, and people seem to think now it's absolutely totally fine to buy a puppy over the internet, like you might buy a Hoover or something, you know. And I guess that then links on to big brands using more and more dogs in advertising because they are a must have accessory more than they even were 10 years ago when I felt the market had kind of peaked and we were really, you know, using dogs a lot out there in the media. But it's gone exponential. It's kind of turned into the Wild West a bit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it certainly has changed. I I think, you know, dogs originally were, were you know they're a companion animal they're they're there to I think we always saw them as taking them for long walks you know kicking and throwing balls in the park you know they're they're sort of an animal that we expect to exercise with us and and sort of carry on as part of our lives whereas now I think the 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 emphasis has sort of changed a little bit towards being more of a, a fashionable item perhaps maybe something that's quite cute and trendy to have on your arm but not necessarily to to go for a jog with or to 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 throw a ball in the park with for a couple of hours so I think the why why people or why some people potentially are, are taking on dogs um, and and the, and cats too um, are not necessarily for the same reasons that they did before. And really, you know, I mean, anyone who has a dog knows how much they love to get out and about and socialize and see people and exercise and run about and chase squirrels and you know everything that being a dog is all about. Yes. Um, and 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 it's quite sad that these animals aren't able to do those normal doggy lives or normal cat lives where they go hunting mm. and climbing trees and things you know um so i think yeah certainly i think the amount of advertising we see and the amount of presence on social media is is really just fueling that even more yes but you know your your petition um do you think it will impact i mean what are your hopes for this now because People have been campaigning, Roisin, you know, about flat face breeds for many, many years. And it, and it seems that the message isn't, you know, the penny isn't dropping, really, um, particularly as you've had over 5,000 flat face pets in, in in just over two years. You know, it's it's increasing and increasing. So, you know, why isn't the penny dropping, do you think? And, and do you think your petition can help change this? I think the, the the amount of them of the flat face breeds we're seeing around has normalized them and has made them so popular. So we're very hopeful that if we can, you know, encourage companies to not choose them anymore, to you know decrease the level of exposure that people are having to them all the time, maybe choose a you know a more longer nosed uh, animal, you know, a good old Jack Russell or something, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you know just try to show that that other dogs and cats and rabbits are are equally as as cute and equally as as friendly and as loving as these animals are you know we were hopeful that people will start to consider other breeds and consider that maybe the, the flat-faced dog isn't for them and that maybe they should choose a different dog that would be just as cute and just as loving and perhaps more energetic and 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 more um suitable to their lifestyle we're we're, we're asking the public to sign a petition um and hopefully that you know by getting the public on board and making um it sort of clear to companies that the public agree that these animals are in crisis and that we have a crisis with the breeding and the welfare of them that companies will listen and and will choose to you know like we say end end the trend of using them in campaigns and and try to be more responsible in the in the breeds or the animals that they promote it does affect other breeds as well you know that for example the miniature dachshund you know i know this has a long nose it's not a bracky breed but of course they are born with 
with problems with their their backs being too long for their little legs and causing you know nasty IVDD and vertebrae disease um that, that it can be terribly debilitating so again it's you know this cute factor so we, sometimes long-nosed dogs are also popularized and causing bad breeding and heartbreak for both the dogs and their owners yeah, yeah, certainly. It's it's not just limited to the brachycephalics, although, you know, we are seeing a, a, a huge sort of crisis in those particular breeds at the moment. But absolutely, you know, we have got things like, you know, Dachshunds with disc disease. You can have, you know, larger breed dogs even with problems with their hips and their eyes and things. I think the key with any of these things is is for people who are considering taking on an animal is is to really just do some background research you know make sure you're aware of the complications that come with various breeds you know think about your finances will you be able to afford it if an animal that you take on does have a serious health condition that needs treatment or surgery and also spend the time as you mentioned before you know with the kennel club to, to really source a reputable breeder you know most of the breeders these days are trying to breed the good genetics into their animals and to breed out the bad genetics you know there are lots and lots of screening tests that they do now amongst the kennel club to um, try to make the animals healthier in general and and it's really that is 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 the crucial point is that we you know we really shouldn't be buying animals over the internet or you know meeting someone in a car park for a handover you know there should be a lot of research and a lot of communication between you and the breeder before you come to the decision to take on a, a new puppy or kitten. That's it, because look, you know, a dog and a cat and a rabbit, you know, they're not just for lockdown or for Christmas, you oh. know, <laughs> and, and all being well, you know, a dog is your companion for a good 15 years and cats even more potentially all being well. But people spend more time researching their new car than they do what dog they're going to bring into their family, which is another statistic I, I find mind boggling, really. But you're right as well, though on the lifestyle if you love to hike out in Cumbria and you you know run across downs and the Hackney Marshes maybe a Frenchie isn't the right dog for you and maybe as you say a Jack Russell because they're great little dogs and they've still got that nice small size for, for London maybe apartment living if, with a garden or access to a large open space nearby <laughs> I mean that's the thing there are so many options of fantastic dogs out there you know um, and let's not plenty of, of uh, crossbreed a little bit of that dogs that are make fantastic pets you know full of love and energy and you know, become great members of the family. So it's not always about breed or what the what the dog, you know, is going to specifically look like. And it's a case of of just the personality that 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 you want, you know. Yes. Um, and the rescue centers have many, many fantastic dogs requiring homes, as as, as do a lot of the centers across the UK, I'm sure. Um, and we'd always, you know, really try to encourage if they can to to try and or to, to speak to a local center and see if and go meet a few dogs and see if some of them um, click. Yes, exactly. Go down to your local re rescue center, visit the Blue Cross, uh, you know, go on your site, have a look at the dogs online, but then arrange a visit. So, Roisin, if people want to sign the petition, where should they go? 
if a member of the public would like to sign the petition to support the idea, then we'd love them to. They can access it on www.bluecross.org.uk forward slash end the trend. Um, and also, if there's anybody listening who is from a company or who feels like they would be interested in making the pledge to, to stop using these animals' images, the Blue Cross would love to hear from them too. Um, and they can email press at bluecross.org.uk. Oh, thank you, Roisin. Um, oh, fingers crossed this goes really, really well. And it's been really brilliant to chat with you today on A Dog's Life. And I think this campaign is brilliant and I shall be signing it. That's great. Thanks very much, Anna. Hey, Mr. Binks, that's our show. What did you think? Yes, I know. It's not bad sometimes to have a big nose. Yes, you're right. It is time for Woof of the Week. Even if you're feeling a bit petitioned out with so many circulating for animal welfare, please do take the time to sign. They really do work. And please sign the petition to end the trend. Thank you for listening. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, go on, please rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. A big thank you again to Roisin Bolger from the Blue Cross. All the links are in the show notes. Thanks also, of course, to my producer, Mike Hansen, for all the music and production as ever. Find out more about him at Pod People UK. And for me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. And why not have a snoop around my website, annaweb.co.uk. What's that? Yes, Mr. Binks, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you follow us on your favourite podcast app now? It's free. And then you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.